Hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one Frank and one Bernard talk about video games. My name is Newman. And my name is Yusuf. And today, we, uh, listen, we're sorry we missed the week, but we're back. Um, and this week we are doing Tenchu, Stealth Assassins for the PlayStation 1. We are. I don't get the Frank Bernard reference. Think about it, Yusuf. Keenan and Kel, is it? No. Well, that's part of it, but... It's a it's a ninja game. Yeah. Frank and Tenchu, Bernard. Tenchu Stealth Assassins. The first ninja, his name is Frank. We talked about him in the last episode. Oh, right. I don't remember this. Frank Yeager, Grey Fox, coolest oh, ninja on earth. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, because I thought you were talking about Tenchu. I was like, I, I was thinking, I'm woefully underprepared. I thought his name was Rikimaru. So I don't it know. It is Rikimaru. Yeah, it would be unusual if a Japanese game had a ninja called Frank. That's why I didn't know what um, you were talking about, as I imagine most of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, listen, we're sorry we, we missed a week. That was my fault. I it take was. the blame. Uh, you know, life. That's all I'm going to say, life. So, but listen, we're back. Why are you smiling so much? What are you happy about? I'm happy. I'm happy to greet our listeners, our new listeners from the Philippines and uh, Sweden. So thank you very much. We we charted in both of those places for the, the definitely the first time in the Philippines. So I just want to say thank you to everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you very much, our Filipino listeners. Um, I could make some kind of generic comment about, you know, the Philippines, but I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I was going to say Penang curry, but I'm pretty sure that's Malaysian. So listen, uh, regard, regardless of your culture, uh, we love you, Philippines. Have I been to Philippines? Yes. Manila? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I've been to Manila. Yeah, so thank you to our Manila uh, listeners. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to the Shakira song there. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and Swedish, I hear that your man Tegnell isn't very popular with you guys anymore. He's let your country down big time. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. God, a- apologies for that. Um, but anyway, listen, we're back. We're here to talk about games and fun times. Uh, but before we get into games and fun times, and before I ask you what you've been doing, I would like to do a bit of a rant. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm very angry. I'm very unhappy. I tell you, for the last week, I I I I struggled to find the words to start this this discourse because of how pissed off I am. Last week I was on Smith's and I was looking for a PS5, and the traffic was acting unusually. I'd been searching it and looking at it for a while, and all of a sudden there were different options that I didn't see before, like actually adding it to your basket. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. Added it in. You haven't wouldn't said go to check out. Yet. Okay, of course, sorry. That would be the PlayStation 5. <gasps> yeah. The only hope that I had for some kind of, you know, uh, enjoyment outside of the normal world, uh, in you know, gaming-wise. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get it, you know. I, I was like, I'm not going to go with the rush initially, but I, I caved and I am going to go for the rush, and I did try. So anyway, I got, got went to buy it, uh, put all my address and all the rest, went to the payment option, got kicked out. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really been pissing me off? 
I've had it in my basket for the last week. It's still in my basket on my account. It's only, I can't add it from the original option anymore, so I can't go back and do that. It's just sitting in my basket. Delivery is grayed out. Right. Every time I see it, I get more angry. I go onto the website, refresh it, and try to go to check out. It won't work. I feel I feel like I'm getting to the stage now where I'm beginning to resent the PlayStation 5 because it's looking at me there in its beautiful black and white color scheme with its sleekness and its lovely controller with its haptic feedback. And it, it reminds me of having a roommate you live with and you share a house. You don't really know him that well. You make an effort with him all the time. You know, but you're, he's in the kitchen and he's not talking back to you. So you just be, you begin to resent him because you're making all the effort. You're going out of your way to try and win him over as a friend, but he's just not responding. So PlayStation 5, I'm getting annoyed at looking at you. You're, you're making me resent you. I'm annoyed. And then I joined this group of people who are doing stock alerts. And like, it's, it's great, actually. The person is a really kind person for to do this. Somehow he has insider information on everything. He knows when stuff is going to come out, where it's going to be. And he's releasing it on Twitter. And I never got on Twitter. I don't like Twitter. But I got on, I got on for this. And I'm getting these notifications every time. It has me anxious as hell because I'm looking at my phone constantly. And there was a, a, a notification this morning for Power City that uh, if people got on quick enough to the uh, live chat, they could, you know, get one. So I tried to do that wouldn't work. So I had to fill out the form. Just happened to be passing Power City in the shop, you know, uh, the actual shop, uh, because I was going to get petrol. And uh, I went in, she acted like I had three heads. She had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, no, we have no stock. It's like, I know you have no stock, but you're taking names online. Uh, we have no stock. So that was that. And I walked out even more angry and I'm just annoyed. Why? I, I, you know, why? Where's why? the stock? The oddest issue, well, actually, I've got some, I've got some information about that, which I'll get into when we get into the news. Um, but my, the thing I find oddest about that is that your little example of a, having a housemate that you don't get on with, you've never had a housemate. <laughs> no, but I can imagine that's what it would be like. It's a really weird example. It's like you've only lived at home and on your own and your wife now. So I don't know which one it is. Hmm. Well, it's none of those, but I just mean... Do you ever have a friend that gets under your skin? I have a brother. That, yeah, well, it's obviously the other one. But <laughs> it's it's kind of, you know, it's just, it's really pissing me off now. I used to love the look of, of the PlayStation 5. I thought it was beautiful. Now I'm tired of looking at it because it's uh, just constantly mocking me with its eyes. We'll, we will, as I said, we will get into it. But uh, a little spoiler alert, you'll be waiting a while longer, I told you. A while longer indeed. Well, do you know what? And this is this is the sad truth. I was actually going to, I was so annoyed. I said, I'm going to get an Xbox Series X because that's in stock. No problem getting that. Yeah, it's because of the demand for the PlayStation 5 is higher, you know? I know, Which but I think I'm, it's also to do... Well, quite surprised. I'm quite surprised that, to be honest. I like, because it did seem like with the Game Pass, they were making all the, the right noises. But maybe I shouldn't be that surprised because you and I weren't swayed we still wanted to get a PlayStation 5 because I think we both thought the PlayStation 4 was such a good console um, and, and the a number of exclusive games it had on it. But um, yeah, it still seems like Microsoft are kind of having a bit of an uphill struggle still. Um, it's all about the, the PlayStation 5s at the moment with the ones where people are going mad for it, the scalpers are all buying and everything. It's because that's where the biggest demand is. Yeah, and I actually would have bought a Series S this week, but... So the, the storage space was just so terrible. I just couldn't, I couldn't warrant it. And then it was like, 
uh, there's an uh, expansion that you can add a terabyte, whatever you call it, teraflop. Is that terabyte? Yeah, whatever terabyte. What's the difference between teraf- teraflop and terabyte? A terabyte is a um, kind of storage size, so it could be like uh, megabyte, gigabyte, it. and terabyte. Uh, teraflop is for energy measuring and energy. I see. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, but I just couldn't warrant it because I heard that you could buy this expansion for whatever, one terabyte, but it was like 200 euros, which would just be the price difference between the disc version, which already has twice the space of the Series S. That's so quite an interesting no point, which I discussed with you on this podcast a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but see, well, I heard Xbox, I had no interest, so I blanked it out. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to bother. But now I miss Halo. I want to play Halo. And if you'd played Halo, we could do an episode on Halo, but you don't like Halo, so... We could do an episode on Halo. I played the first two Halos. I, did, I, I liked them. I just not... You know, for me, it's not a, a, game, a game where I'm like, ooh, I want that console to play that game. I just, it just doesn't mm. have that effect on me. Uh, I've also got some Halo news as well for you, so we can get into that too. Got a lot very, of Very, very. Very, 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 very. So have you played any games? I played no games, Yusuf. I played no games. And you know what? The worst thing... And just this last thing I'm going to say about PlayStation 5... Uh, I'm waiting. I was like, I'm going to wait to play Ghost of Tsushima and God of War until I get a PlayStation 5 because it's supposed to look so much better. So, yeah. I mean, that's what's annoying me as well. Anyway. Yeah, it's been a lot, a lot of stuff about God of War this weekend. Some big updates looking really, really good at it. So, um, and Ghost of Tsushima, I saw some comparisons between that and the uh, PlayStation 4 Pro and you don't have a, a Pro. So I'd say the jump again for you would be, you know, could be worth it just to see how good it looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no. What about, what about you? What have you been up to? I've been rambling for a while now. Uh, so I've been playing a little bit. So I was playing uh, last time Exodus Metro. And I tell you, anyone, I couldn't get Metro on with Exodus. it. Metro Exodus. Metro Exodus. Couldn't get on with it. No? Not your, not your thing? It's, no. it's so my thing. It's the way, like, it's completely, you know, if you described it to me, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely package it up. Here's my card, you know, go for it. It's a post-apocalyptic, kind of scavenging game. I think the storyline's really cool. Uh, I thought it looked beautiful. Um, it just, it sounded like a fallout, which I really liked, but um, the storyline was a bit more grounded maybe than fallout. Um, I thought I thought I would get on it. I just, I couldn't go for it at all. And I think my problem with it was that I didn't enjoy the scavenging as much. I found quite mm. often where like I was going around and then loads of mutants or something would come up to me and I'd be like, oh shit. And I'd use all my ammo on them. And then I'd get nothing for it. And I'd be like, oh, whereas I quite liked, you know, if you like, if kind of ghouls came at you in Fallout, you could, you know, you get their clothes and maybe you can get like a rare outfit or something or mm. you get at least cloth, which you could then use as a resource for making something. But there's only two resources in um, was in a, a Metro Exodus. Or, is it Exodus? Yeah. yeah, Metro Exodus, yeah. So um, I was like, oh, that's a bit kind of disappointing. And also I remember I was playing... Um, this one bit in Fallout 4, which I really, really loved. It's like when I was in a uh, comic book shop, right? And then you go down and then there's like this comic for like a kind of Conan the Barbarians type thing. And like there's like a display for him and there's like an axe there, which you can then take and then use as a melee weapon. I'm like, that's cool. I like that. Everything seems real. Like this is something you could see here. And yeah, it's not gonna be a real axe, but you know, it'll be a bit of fun in the game. You can go and do that. But I felt like there wasn't really much of that. So yeah, I just I wasn't enjoying it. I gave it a good few hours and I'm really surprised. I thought I would love it, but I just couldn't get it going for it, sadly. Sorry about that. So you, you prefer games where you can say, and my axe. Exactly. It's the only thing I'm looking for in a game. But okay. I then moved on to another game, and I tell you, it's a bloody whopper. A burger. 
uh, Whopper burger of a game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, playing Hades on the Switch. Okay, tell me about it. So, first thing I'm going to tell you, and you're going to like this, it is a digital kind of only game, so it's only 20 quid. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, you can't buy... Piqued like my interest. You can't buy a physical copy of it, I don't believe. Um, so you have to get it from the Nintendo store. And... Uh, it's really, really good. It's a roguelike game where you play the son of Hades and you do not get along with uh, your father Hades, he being the king of the dead, or god of the dead. And basically you are trying to escape hell or the underworld and you go through these different levels of it and uh, every time you die, you start again and you some things you keep, some things you don't keep and you got to get stronger and keep going through it. The different gods of Olympus try to help you out. So Zeus can give you electric powers and, you know, uh, Poseidon give you water powers. All the, all the gods are in it uh, from Greek mythology. You can have like a range of different weapons. It's it's so much fun. It's really, really good fun. I, I couldn't, I'm really enjoying it right now. I just got this image of, you know, your soul is mine. <laughs> Dad, you're embarrassing me again. <laughs> they, they do almost have this weird like dynamic, this weirdly normal one where he's like, I can't trust you to do any paperwork and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is shit. Um, paperwork. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, like filing and taking in the dead when they come into the underworld and stuff. I always knew Hades was a liar. It does. It seems like that kind kind of uh, boring paperwork. He's always sitting at a big desk, um, but it's it's really good. The storyline also seems to be really good. Um, I'm not finished it yet, so I'm still okay. quite quite uh, enjoying it. But yeah, it's it's really good fun. Really nice level of challenge of you know. And the thing is, when you fail, you have to just do it all again. You know, and you've got to go through. And then there's like a boss the first time. You're like, oh shit, and then it's hard to really know what changed because you you don't go up levels. So it's not like, oh, I'm 10 mm. levels stronger now, but you get different items that could be better. You learn how to use them better. You can upgrade some things, but it's not as clear as my strength is now twice as high as it was. So this boss is easier. So it's it just feels really rewarding. Uh, and I would recommend okay. it. Well, so far, I'll finish it. I'll All let right. you know what I think of it. Cool, thank you. Uh, aside from that, I don't think I've been playing any games. I downloaded Control that is still free on the on the PlayStation uh, Game of the Month if you've got PlayStation Plus. So um, I haven't played it yet, but I've gotten that. If anybody wants that, you have to get it before February's out. It's supposed to be excellent, so I'm going to go for that afterward. Um, that, not really much. I'm back in London now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I crossed over the border in the Irish Sea, came over to what is now no longer Europe. Um, and Weird, isn't it? Went through no border. Nothing, which I don't understand. Like... No immigration at all. So I, I, I'm t- I was really expecting something different. Landed in the same part of the airport I normally do. Walked through the same part. Nobody asked to see my passport at any point. You know. But maybe it's because you have an Irish passport. But there was like an American dude sitting near us on the plane. You know. Mm, and and why did he wasn't? Maybe he had an Irish passport as well. But you know, yeah. the thing is, before basically, if you were allowed in Ireland, it meant you were allowed anywhere else in Europe. You know, realistically. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not case now yeah why not i don't know but it was a bit weird weird yeah Yeah, so i'm back now uh back now in london um and it's a bit odd but anyway so because we've missed last week i've got a lot of news all right let's do it well i've got news for you you're mine now you belong to me so first thing and this will piss you off right (laughs) so you're talking about how you couldn't get the playstation games it's estimated that 10 to 15 percent 
while PlayStation 5 sold in the US were bought by scalpers. I hate scalpers. I hate them so much. Yeah. The UK are looking to bring in a law to stop them. To yeah. do it. It's a bit weird. There's not a law already, but I, I guess it's a, it can be tricky, but I don't know. How would you, how would you legislate that? I mean, I think, like, you, because I don't companies, get it. Some companies, the companies can do something about it, but they don't give a shit. They would rather sell them all out in one day and be laughing, you know, and they get their money from it. I think it was Target or something in America stopped like 20,000 bots from buying all the PlayStation 5s. Um, so you can just go, because at the end of the day, if they're sending them all to the same person, same bank account, same address or something like that, mm. or, you know, at least a couple of hundred of them. Like, I mean, Tesco could stop how much bog roll I'm buying online at the moment. You know what I mean? They they do have the ability to do that. But they, if, uh, a, if a scalper buys them all or a hundred people buy them, it makes no difference to you know Amazon or Smiths or whatever. So yeah, yeah. They're, um, so there there are things that are looking to bring in in the UK to get rid of it. But for now, yeah, that's what they estimate. I feel like it could be more, but you know, one in ten are gone to scalpers. No, I think it's more than that as well. And like, it was really funny because I was looking at um, I do check Amazon as well, and I was looking at Amazon UK, and uh, they had like. 5,000 reviews to the PlayStation 4 and they were all like, you know, five stars, whatever. And then I went into Amazon Germany and there was like 23 only reviews for the PlayStation 5. So I'd say the Germans have gotten feck all. And I went on like, and I like all the reviews are in German. I translated one and they were all basically saying, the mystical PlayStation 5, which nobody can get their hands on. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> they were intentionally rating it badly because they couldn't get one, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> it is. And the average PlayStation 5 that's being sold on eBay at the moment is, with the disc version, is $850. Listen, if people stop buying them, this can be like GameStop all over again, people. If you stop buying them, you know, these people are going to be stuck with this unshiftable stock. So, yeah. you know, do it. But here's the don't thing. Don't buy it. I agree. I think you don't do it. Look, I get it. Look, maybe if it's Christmas and you want to buy it as a present for like a kid or it's going to really make it for somebody. Um, or also, you know, maybe around a shite time during lockdown and stuff. But Yeah, but Yusuf, there's not that many games for it. Yeah, well, I'd say for now, I, I think, look, I understand why some people would be doing it, but... It, it annoys me the demand is so much that people are spending a couple of hundreds extra and that you can't get any other way. And every time they're coming, they're gone straight away, which means they must be selling them crazy fast at, you know, hundreds yeah. extra. And I think that's... It was really funny, actually, this group that I had, that I joined on Twitter. And like, it's actually really cool. Like, you know, like this guy's really nice. And like, there's a real sense of camaraderie, if I do say so. Um, but anyway, there was this fella and uh, he's the kind of announcement when they've gotten stock. And for some reason, Curry aren't doing it online. You have to go to the shop, which kind of seems really stupid because you're getting all these people queuing up outside your shop, yeah. you know, during COVID times. But there was this fella and he private message the guy he got uh, just after he announced it and he goes can you take down the uh, announcement because i've just been to curry's and they told me that uh if, if too many people come they're going to cancel my order oh God. no 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 he was clearly lying because he wanted to get down to the store before other people would get there Oh right, really? Oh. Yeah, because like he's like, like because Curry's were taking all your money then and there. They were taking the full payment. They're not going to take your full payment. Then the people show up, then say, "Oh, you're not getting it." Like you know, it Wait, was. Uh, that's very snaky, being part of the group, isn't it? 
pulling the Isn't ladder it? up after yourself like yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, hope we didn't get one <laughs> yeah so do i um they actually did a um a physical sales in japan they tried to do it for one day in the playstation 5 they had to call the police <laughs> and the japanese are the most polite people on earth so can you imagine what would happen here yeah yeah exactly you know what i mean they're just you know it's mayhem even there because people can't get them and this is the very reason why the shortage of playstation 5s the reason why it's really hard to get and you might be getting mad at sony they can't make them faster it's like a global shortage on the parts Mm. that's why that's so it's they're not able to get the you know the chips for manufacturing they're not able to do it so is they're going as quick as they can but you know because they're like this is great people want to buy them let's sell them but they don't have the ability to make them any quicker than they are now change the chip change the chip sony well, this is something which they could do as time kind of goes by um and as consoles kind of go out later on and sometimes you know your ones tend to not have the problems of the older ones it's that they go, look, chips come cheaper and they end up being able to do things with other bits and stuff like that. Um, so even though if it, it won't be necessarily a PlayStation 5 Pro, but a PlayStation 5 in four years' time might be made of something different than the original launch console. And it could be better in some ways. But for now, I mean, it was only it's about six months now. So it's mm. um, pretty similar to what they're looking at at the moment. But then that's why. So annoyingly, we could be waiting a little bit longer. And if you want to get more annoyed, Numa, I got some more news for you. What are your I'm not having a good week, Yusuf. This isn't you're not really helping me out here. Go on. Well, here's one for you, right? Um one of your favorite franchises, one of your favorite games. We did an episode of it recently. Star Fox, yes. Yeah. They were going to do a stop motion show on Netflix. Stop a, motion show. A stop motion, like stop motion animation. Don't know what that is. Stop motion is where you have like a little model and you move it. Oh, like Thunderbirds or something. No, That's, Thunderbirds. No. Are Thunderbirds, yeah, I know, which, I know what the type you're talking about. Yeah. Um, not too dissimilar to Claymation, but not made with clay. Uh, so they were going to do it, but then uh, a net, somebody at Netflix leaked it. So Nintendo just cancelled the whole thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I wouldn't have watched it anyway. I want to play as them. I don't want to just watch a movie with them. But you love those characters. Don't you want to see Pepe? I love them. No, I want to be part of their team. I won't be part of their team if I'm not playing with them. Well, they. so this apparently was an idea, and then they just pulled the plug straight away. This, along with a live-action Zelda series that we're going to do on Netflix, and apparently Nintendo, just as soon as the leak happened, they just went, absolutely not, and just closed it. Hmm... Yeah, yeah, I guess they have the, you know, privilege of being able to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? If I was a big company and I wanted to make a show and I wanted it to be, maybe start developing it without scrutiny and see how things are going and control when it's going to be. And also, like, if you if you go straight away with somebody and you're like, hey, look, let's make a show and it gets leaked that quickly, it's like, fuck mm. you, I don't trust you. What are you doing? True. You know what I mean? Was, was, was Orlando Bloom going to play the uh, Link? Why would Orlando... Oh, no, because he's like Legolas. Uh, no. I, for some reason there, I got Orlando Bloom, the actor, mixed up with the character Lando Carillion from uh, from Star Wars. I was like, why would he play Link? I was like, all right, sorry. No idea who Lando Carillion is. Uh, not Carillion. Uh, Lando from Star Wars. Don't know who that is. Betrays uh, Han Solo. Oh, is that his name? Character in Star Wars. 
The originals, you mean? Yeah, yeah I remember him well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know his name was Lando, though. Yeah, Lando. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, so let's keep going because I got a lot of shit to go through. So apparently, so have you heard about um, what you call it controller drift with the Switch? Controller drift? No, I have not. So. It's a problem with a lot of Nintendo Switches. I actually had it earlier on myself, but I watched a video about how to fix it. So basically the controller, it's just, it's favoring an angle. It, it thinks it's got an input being put in when it's not. So it means if you are not moving the left analog stick at all, it might drift to the left or the right or any direction. And right. It means your character could be moving when you don't want them to. If you're playing a first person shooter, the crosshair could be moving when you don't want it to can make some games unplayable depending on how they work. So Never heard of that. I never experienced that. Anyway, go on. I hadn't until earlier on this week, and it was very annoying. And my character was just moving across the screen, and like I'm trying to aim at enemies, and it was moving. This is annoying so much so that Nintendo are like offering like free repairs to people if they can get them. This is, of course, being an issue with um, COVID because people can't get them to some, to some different people. They, I believe they've addressed it with the later ones. It's not a problem with those ones, but some of the older ones, uh, a lot of the older ones have it, especially like a lot of people were buying replacement Joy-Cons and they were still drifting as well. So um, I watched a video about it and this dude was like, look, if you get like some kind of alcohol cleaning spray that they use for uh, equipment, if you like put that on a cotton bud and you just kind of put it underneath the kind of rubbery bit of the thing, it's just a buildup of, it could be like dust or grime or something like that. And that can just be, you know, applying pressure. You don't want it to give that a little clean out and it should be okay. Worked for me. I completely got mm. rid of it. Some people, it's a bigger yeah. problem. I won't do. But if you're having trouble, I just Googled it. It was the first thing on YouTube I saw. It might help fix your uh, drift if you've got that. Sony are being investigated because apparently there's some reports of PlayStation 5 having it as well. Oh, well, yeah. you, I was just going to say, do you remember when the PlayStation 4 came out? Um, the rubber on the original dual sticks, whatever there, um, that was that wore off my original pads very quickly, like really? ripped into shreds. Yeah, and um, yeah, then the later ones said that didn't happen at all. So it has been a problem before. Yeah, well, so yeah. Some, this is what happens with a lot of these ones. Is they don't really know. I mean, maybe they know they're using cheaper parts. If that is the reason why, it may not be the reason why, but mm. they don't know the scale of this until it goes out to millions of people. And then millions of people play it for hours and hours and hours constantly for, you know, months or years or something like that. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a fault then. So they're investigating it with the PlayStation 5. Some people have reported it, but um, they don't yet know what the story is with how many it is. Is it enough of a thing? But if it is enough, then apparently some people are looking at doing potential class actions against them, which right. uh, would mean that kind of Sony would have to then kind of front up and at the very least offer free swaps or changes or, or repairs or something like that. But for now, they're looking into it. They don't really know the full scale of it. But Nintendo are like fixing them for free for some people. So Okay, okay. Yeah, if you got that. Uh, some more, then some more news. CD Projekt Red, the old creators of uh, Cyberpunk and, of course, Witcher, they got a ransomware attack. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yep, somebody got in, got source codes for The Witcher Tree and for Cyberpunk and some other stuff. And they said they got a lot more information and they left a note saying, if you don't contact us in 48 hours, we're going to leak this stuff. And CD Projekt Red came out and said, no, we're not going to deal with you. Um, we, they said they were confident there wasn't any kind of personal information or security information. 
they had backups so they were able to use that because when they take this stuff they also like you know they encrypt their files as well so you need to get the password from them to yeah be able to access it but they've got backups which are stored usually offline so they were able to do that and go no we're not doing this so i haven't paid it and this stuff has been leaked so there are God. source codes out there um which they is- are not having a good time of it recently are they no, they are not. They are not. And I, like, it's crazy the amount of like, you know, praise they got for The Witcher. Like, you know, they had this like level of 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 respect in the industry. Like, probably you know, extending beyond countless other companies. Like, you know, they're way up there with the okay. respect, and they've just destroyed it all in like a couple of months. I think they they got a lot of credit as well, or maybe not credit, a lot of attention uh, for being a Polish. Uh, developer because there's not yeah especially at that scale so people were going you know actually it's surprising this developer of this huge brilliant game came from poland you know usually it's a huge studio in america or japan and so i think that kind of helped them do it but yeah they're having a pretty shit time at the moment uh so i i also imagine they probably with the money they lost already with cyberpunk and the money they're gonna have to do to get that working again you know Mm. whatever to charge people to buy the game again um they probably don't have a lot of spare money to pay ransomers. They're like, you know, do what you want <laughs> at this point. I guess so. But um, I, you would think that they would have had the, the, you know, the things in place. You know, they're they're a gaming company. They're into technology. Surely they would have, you know, the nerdish Polish employees who would know how to stop that kind of stuff. I'm sure they do. But I mean, you know, hackers are good. Actually, I'm going to go for a little rant for a second here. You know what really pisses me off, right? The amount of times when you're trying to sign up to something... And they want more information for like two-factor security and stuff like that. It's like, give us your eye scan or your voice recording or, you know, your phone number and all this other stuff along with your password and these other things and another recovery email and stuff. It's like, I have never lost any of my stuff. No one's ever broken into my house and read a password that's written down. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But you know what does happen? People's security things are constantly getting leaked. All these big companies have these leaks in some kind of way. And if they have more of my information then, you know, they're like, give us more of your information so we can protect from these things. Like, the the weaknesses are coming from your end, you know. Mm, and I don't mm, want your file then of of my information that might get leaked, having like my name, my date of birth, my voice sample, and you know everything else as well. It's like, no, like you're the problem, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just you can't deal with this stuff because it's too tricky. These guys are too good, and um, but I'm not giving you more information because I don't trust you with the little bit you have already, you know. Yeah, I remember when they had this, um, like, I think it's this, there's this website, I think it's, it's you got. Oh, yeah, you got Pond. Yeah, exactly. And like, you can go onto that and you can check like, all the places where your, your email address was uh, used as a login and like, where it was like, um, broken into and blah, blah, blah. And I remember like, I got this email once in my junk folder and it had my password in the subject line. Yeah, yeah. And and it was like, now that I've got your attention, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got videos of you doing X, Y, and Z. Send yeah. me Bitcoin. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, that was the first time ransomware actually scared me where it, where it was in the subject. And then I was like, all right, yeah, well, this is obvious. Like, when I went to Yukapan, I saw. And the, one of the sites that was that was uh, broken into was the Final Fantasy Shrine, which was an infamous site I used to use for gaming music. So shame oh, on wow. you. Yeah. But you know what's mad, right? Uh, a website should never hold your password like they are not meant to have your password on access it's meant like a password is meant to work as basically 
um, they have like it's a sum, right? They have X plus Y equals Z, right? Mm-hmm. And your password is X. So they know what the end sum is meant to be and the numbers and characters you put in give them the answer. So they're never actually meant to know it. It's just meant to be a confirmation because it, 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 it makes this equation work and any other sample doesn't work for it. So if a place ever has your password or ever sends it back to you, get off that website and change your stuff because mm-hmm. they are never, ever meant to know your password. That's why when you don't know your password, they reset it because they're not meant to ever know it, you know? Right, okay. Never knew that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's mad. So just like, you know, they're not meant to just store your password with your email. That's not how it's meant to work, but mm-hmm. it's shite. Um, so you're talking about Halo, right? Yeah. So Halo is scheduled for coming back and uh, coming out in 2021. So do you know that the director of it left last year, though? No, no. They've yeah. been. I don't think they've been great games recently anyway, but yeah. Yeah, well, this is for Halo Infinite that's meant to be coming out. Um, that they basically, most of it is done and they've just been doing some little bits. Um, so I don't know what that's going to mean, what this game going to be like, because it did get slated when some people saw some uh, graphics of it a while ago. But they were working to improve it, and at least they're not rushing it, which is a really good sign. Take your time, do what you need to do. But some news came out that they're making another Halo game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so very, very early stages. Um, apparently, the main team, like all their work is kind of done, and now it's a lot of other checks and things that they need to be doing, but the main sort of development side of it is done. Um, and that team is now working on another one. So that's just come out very early stages so there's not very much information about it but i find that a bit weird that they're releasing that they've done another game before they even released this one well if a game takes four or five years to make you know mm. all right yeah okay Fair enough. all right what else i got for you what else do i got for you Ooh. all right so warner brothers they got their patent on the nemesis system from the shadow of game shadow of war shadow of mordor mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so this is the system if anybody does hasn't played it it's a really, really good system, and I'm surprised more games haven't done it yet. Maybe they haven't because they're worried about patent, but it means that your char- the enemies you face are characters, and you fight them numerous times, and basically they remember the interaction you have with them, and if they beat you, they become better and stronger and move up the ranks of their army, which is a nemesis. They become your nemesis by fighting and beating you again and again. So they've gotten a patent on it, which means nobody else can use this now. No one else can touch mm-hmm. it. And I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about this. You know, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they've developed this and this is a good thing. And I guess when I look at a big company, I'm like, that's a bit shit. A lot of games, they develop on the ideas of other games and that's cool. You know, that's how you get these great things. But if a small company develops something, I'd be pretty pissed off if, you know, a big company were like, well, we'll take this great idea now. Thank you very much. Well, Yusuf, that leads me on to my single news story. I only have one news story. And it's not news, it's more of a, a trivia factoid. And if you have more stuff, you can get through it. But you've lined me up so well that I have to break in here. And everyone's bored of listening to your voice anyway. So Aww. listen, <laughs> I'm joking. All right, so you're talking about uh, patents, yeah? Yeah. Here are some infamous patents for you uh, that might surprise you. So you you mentioned the, the Nemesis system. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd seen this, I, I, I'd heard about this. Um, so there's no need to explain it again. There was another game called The Medium, uh, which you took on the role of a Marianne, who you would control in both the real world and the spirit world in what developer Bluebird team calls dual reality gameplay. Uh, the screen is split in half, so you gain two different perspectives in both wor- uh, worlds. Wortles. 
So um, yeah, <laughs> so they patented. <laughs> yeah, they patented that. And uh, do you know what else is patented from the Mass Effect series? Have you any guess? Have you no idea. Heard them? No. It's the graphical interface uh, for uh, interactive dialogue, which was like a wheel. Did you ever play? You didn't play Mass Effect, did you? No. Okay, so it's like a wheel that you had where you would like choose your dialogues and. Um, oh right, I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was something that they patented. Uh, we mentioned Namco Bandai before with the uh, loading time games, which is another one. Yeah. Um, who do you think patented directional arrows, Yusuf? Sega. In what game? Sonic. So close. No, Crazy Taxi. Oh, oh, wow. What? Those kind of yeah. directional arrows. Right. Yeah. They patented it. Um, well, I mean, so, they keep that because that was ugly as shit in those games. It's big yellow arrows, way too big. Yeah, it's very arcadey. But uh, actually, Sega sued the Simpsons uh, Road Range for infringement in 2003 because they used the same. Well, they should have. It was the exact same game with a Simpsons skin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then you might remember this one. It's a game from the GameCube, it's a Nintendo game. Right. Any idea? You're going to have to give me a lot more than that. Uh, it's Eternal Darkness. Right. That's not what I was thinking of. Right. Well, what's the, what did they patent? The Sanity System. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember, it depleted as you stumbled across an enemy or saw something gruesome or horrendous. You got more insane. So uh, that was a Nintendo patent uh, due to expire at the end of this year. Was there not something similar in, was it Alan Wake, where the longer you spent in darkness? No, not that. Uh, what is it? There's some just horror game. I can't think of it now. Uh, it's like on the PlayStation 4 and stuff. And it's like uh, the longer you are in darkness, I thought your insanity kind of goes up and stuff. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's expiring the end of this year. Uh, uh, Nintendo D-pad was uh, patented by Nintendo. Expired in 2005. It's, you know, I I feel like if you do come up with a really good idea and, you know, if you're like a small team or something like that, I then want them to be, I do want them to be protected. But for example, when like Fox, who own Simpsons, were then trying to go, hey, let's take this crazy taxi idea and stuff. I'm like, you're a huge, huge company. The idea of you that much profiteering off somebody else, I don't like because, you, you know, it's like, it just seems like a lazy, cynical kind of thing. But then I guess, you know, you can't decide the law works even for, I don't know, for the wealthy and the poor. But it is a bit, well, it doesn't, it should, but, you know. Um, but I do think, uh, yeah, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I think people should be protected by some stuff, but it's not really nice when it just goes, right, well, now nobody can use this again, you know. And yeah. like, the Nemesis system is a brilliant idea from those games, but it's only in those two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, and the last one I had was uh, Midway, which, um, what did they do? They patented uh, the ability to like uh, unlock secrets and um, um, what else? Unlock secrets and additional contact by plugging in different kinds of controllers. Um, yeah, but I don't think that was ever used. So anyway. I only ever had one controller for my PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. So, I mean, that would be quite nice. Yeah, because they're really expensive now. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, Um, But yeah, that's me. What you got? I got one more last bit of news. Mm -hmm. 
So there is the Last of Us TV series that they're doing, HBO, which I believe is taking the... Uh, it's definitely doing the story of the first game, or at least it's set in that time period of it. Uh, and they've announced the, the cast. Have you seen any of it? No. So Joel is going to be played by Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Don't know. Again, I was getting ready for this because you just you definitely have no idea who this person is. He's really good. He uh, was most famously uh, Oberon in Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you didn't watch that. He's also the man beneath the mask in The Mandalorian. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, right. He did a lot of other stuff which I don't think you would know. Uh, but he's he's very good. I think he will do a really, really good job. Um, yeah, so I'm quite excited for that. That might be quite a good thing. Now, Ellie is also a character from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, you won't again. I don't think you'll know her because it's, excuse me, because it's a very small thing. But it is Bella Ramsey. So I believe nope. she's 17 yeah. years old. And uh, she was in Game of Thrones. She was like the, a little girl. I can't remember her name. Um, but she was like this young kid. Oh yeah, Liana Mormont was her name. Um, for people who watch Game of Thrones, it was that little like badass girl who like sides with Jon Snow and helps him out. Okay. Uh, but I feel like she's not great. I don't know. She doesn't really, maybe she'll do a really good job. She was good in that, but she seemed way more, she doesn't seem really innocent enough for Ellie. You know, Ellie was kind of this bright, fresh air of, you know, optimism in, in that first game. So I don't really know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's not expected to be out, I think, until next year. It's it's just kind of doing its production at the moment. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm quite happy about Joel. I think he'll do a really good job. What? Let me look. What was his name? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Would I know him? You might know him to see him. Uh, I saw a couple of movies during the week. Pedro Pascal, let's see. Uh, oh, I know him, yeah. Yeah, he's been in, he was in um, Equalizer 2, wasn't he? Yes, he was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You see, I know these people. I'm I'm with it, yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones, no, I haven't seen it. Mandalorian, haven't seen it. Equalizer 2, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Denzel Washington. He's like a hero to me. He's a great actor. You know, he's a fantastic actor. He's uh, He's wonderful, love him. Anyway, go on. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's it for my news. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That, that should be quite good. Um, so would you like to get into the game then, if that was all of your news? Yes, yes, I would indeed. Um, so today we're talking about Tenchu, Stealth Assassins. Um, a game where you play, play a ninja is always in demand for people like me, because being a ninja is one of the coolest things on Earth. And, you know, I think in the last uh, episode we talked about Metal Gear Solid, and we said that um, that uh, you know that was the first stealth game we played, but actually it wasn't because this was the first stealth game that I played, and mm-hmm. I, for, I forgot that it came out before uh, Metal Gear. But um, yeah, I just thought that it was a a, a game that I had really uh, etched in my memory. Uh, looking at it again, it's definitely aged terribly. <laughs> But um, oh yeah, I, I yeah. Was about, uh, some <laughs> gameplay of it, and um, you move very different in ninja games nowadays than you did in this one. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that. Uh, I told you before. I saw this documentary, uh, like YouTube suggests this documentary. I think it's called 
Asian boss or something. And it was uh, shown where this uh, woman went to see the last ninja on earth in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, you know, I just got the impression he's just pissed off by everybody thinking ninjas were something that they weren't. And like, you know, he's basically, no, no, ninjas, we, we don't do that. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, I think this was a very authentic uh, game, really, to where ninjas were, uh, apart from, you know, all the supernatural stuff. But, uh, um, like, I, I remember, I remember stealth being a big part of this game. And yeah, and it was before Metal Gear Solid. Um, but I, yeah, I, lo- I thought it was a Fonder Light. I kind of think when I thought of it, I mixed it up with um, Ninja Gaiden. Like, I knew, I knew they were very different, but I think that was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, a hack and slash, really quick paced ninja game where, you know, quickly parrying or something had a really big effect. That's sort of what I was picturing this game having a bit of, but uh, no, it was, I mean, to be fair, it came out in 98, you know, so maybe we should give mm-hmm. a bit of a break. Yeah, 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 true. But um, yeah, I, 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 my memories of this game was just, you know, thinking I'm really cool, you know, sitting on, uh, you know, uh, roofs of, Japanese style buildings waiting for for my right time to strike and um if you like Ricky Mario was also a cool ass ninja with yeah. gray hair you know um so that's always cool but I remember like one thing that really stuck out to me about this game was like the um the icon in the bottom left of the screen it was done so really so well you know when it showed you the distance between yourself and the nearest enemy what status you know if he thought you were there or not um if they were alerted um so you didn't even need to use your visual uh you know cues not that you would really want to because anything with you know outside of five feet was all just blackness because uh, they couldn't render anything back in those days so uh you know but um yeah really really love playing this game what, what are your memories of it um yeah that as well the the, the blackness um will be kind and say it's fog of war or something was intentional um yeah i I remember thinking like it had it's nice japanese style um you know i think it's in the edo period and stuff so things are made of bamboo they've got those quite cool very um archetypal japanese roofs and everything which is which you know it, it feels like its place which is a really cool thing and it feels like okay i feel like i'm in japan when i'm playing this game um so I remember that and yes, yeah, sneaking and stealth and a lot of items. I remember that being a big part of this game. And yeah. Really enjoyable. But yeah, looking back at it, it definitely deserves a whole lot of credit for the way it did its stealth, you know, for the fact of, oh, this is how far you are from somebody. You're, you're far enough away so you can run, you can be noisy. You're closer. It's like maybe they hear you, maybe they can see you and then, you know, you're hiding again. This, for the time it came out, was definitely one of the first times I've seen this in a 3D game this level of yeah. like stealth. Yeah. And one thing that I always remember that I really enjoyed about it was the grappling hook. Do you remember, you know, you could just, yeah, that was one of your items that you had that didn't take up a slot. It was always there. And, um, you know, you could just always hook up to the top of a building and, and fly up there. And it was just, I like, I don't remember, I don't know many games using this, you know, since then. I know, you know, you have your, um, you know, your your Lord of the Rings games, your shadow games, where you just jump up quickly oh, yeah, yeah. To, to tops and you have, um what's Assassin's Creed where you do a similar thing but like you know the the, the hook the hook shot is a pretty cool thing you know I, I it's you not really utilizing games that much I know Link maybe used it a bit in in, in yeah Zelda. that's what but, I um, but you know what else yeah uh, Sekiro mm-hmm. 
he has like a hook arm he uses quite a lot. I think this is what Sekiro would have seemed like if it was more stealth heavy 23 years ago when it came out. It has a lot of that kind of thing. It's set in Japan. It's quite um, authentic in some of the ways it does things, you know, like it feels like a different game. Um, Mm. The items and the correct names for, you know, for uh, a female ninja and a shuriken and a kunai and everything like that, which is really, really cool. Um, and the, yeah, but I remember the grappling hook being quite fun, and it just being—I don't know—I think we were still getting used to 3D games at that point, and being able to just like cover a big distance like that was quite a cool thing because you never did that in a 2D side scroller, you know, because that's all you did was you traveled, so you never just got to go jump all the way across what you could see on the screen. You're like, wow, look at this! This I can go up in the air and I can hide, and this is really brilliant. True, true. But like, do you know who uh, who owns this now? This license? Oh, no idea. From software. Oh, well, then there you go. That's exactly why. And apparently, Sekiro, what's it? Sekiro. What's it? Sekiro was meant, was originally supposed to be a Tenchu game. And they started making it. And then they were like, okay, this isn't really Tenchu. So they, you know, had a change of direction and made it Sekiro. But um, I am very disappointed that they did that because I think there's enough games like, you know, Dark Souls and all that stuff. You know, there's not, it's not like a Dark Souls game, though. I've seen it. It looks like Nioh. It looks looks very similar. No, it's very, it's very different. Mm. It really is very different. Like, because the whole thing about, you know, basically breaking balance and, you know, having these little sparring matches with individual enemies, it really isn't like a Dark Souls game. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Also, but from what I've seen... Nioh isn't a FromSoft game either. I know, but I mean, games in that vein. There's enough yeah. of them. But um, yeah, so apparently like the license has been around a couple of times, originally published by Activision. Um, but And apparently Activision worked with um, From Software to make uh, Sekiro. But um, yeah, see, there's an element of tension that I really enjoyed was, was the stealth element and the fact that you could kill everyone with one hit you know, apart from bosses. So, you know, I don't think you can do that in Sekiro, but like, can you? Everyone? Are you sure? If you, like, aside from main bosses and like mini bosses, if you can sneak up behind someone and stealth kill them, you can. All right. Well, anyway, shut up, Yusuf. (laughs) (laughs) But if you you do remember, um, inventory management was a big part of this game. And like the items were so memorable for me and so enjoyable. You had your poison rice, which uh, you, you threw in the ground and everyone would just go off their path to go and get it. And then, yeah. you know, they wouldn't be able to see you. Um, you had your shurikens. You had um, my favorite item, which was the uh, the comedian spell, which allowed yeah, you to transform. Yeah, it allowed you to become one of the enemies, look like one of the enemies. And then, like, you could just walk through without them, you know, suspecting you. Oh, uh, right. I think you said yeah. comedian. I think you meant chameleon. I said chameleon. Did you? I said comedian spell. I was like, I don't remember this. This seems really out of place. <laughs> well, I just flew in from <laughs> Chicago and boy, are my wings tired. Waka, waka, waka. Um, yeah, so that, you know, that was one of the really funny things because it could even transform into like one of the, the, the feudal women in their like, you know, k- kimonos and like walking around really funny. I so um, I have a distinct yeah. memory of the animation of people in those sort of kimonos trying to run the women running where 
it's really yeah. tight bindings so that it can't run properly. I just like I remember yeah. that in the game. Going, this is an odd game. <laughs> it is, and and they've released a few of them after this. I think the last one I played was Ten Shoes Z, which was pretty good, I thought. Um, but yeah, I always felt like this was a, a you know an IP that they should have done a lot more with because there's not really any games like it, you know. And who doesn't like being in you know the ancient Japanese uh, you know feudal era going around with mm-hmm. respect and all you know whatever they talk about honor. Which I always find confusing. Ricky Maru is always just, you know, so devoted to his quote unquote master that he's, you know, willing to die all the time. What has your master done for you, Ricky? It's a bit honor, isn't it? But respecting him anyway, yeah. whatever his reasons are. Um yeah. actually I I really I I actually forgot this is from Soft Thing and I'm interested to know that this start that uh, Sekiro started off as a um Tenchu game because uh, actually the more you're talking about it there's a lot of similarities between it you know that kind of thing of like yeah, a it even looks yeah yeah it even looks like a um, yeah. similar kind of dark dark um you know layouts but um yeah i mean the music was really great i'm going to play a few songs in a bit um really authentic had kind of i won't say techno but kind of electronic shifts in parts of it um really atmospheric uh, it also had a lot of japanese kind of mythology in it and like you know like demons and you know you remember those kind of weird zombie yeah. characters that would walk around that you know were just scary um you had dogs that could be alerted um but yeah you know i just you know i i really 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 loved this game as a kid just thought it was so cool so yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool um the, so there's not a huge amount of development on this, so I'll just go through it quickly. We were saying that this came out before Metal Gear Solid, but it was apparently very heavily based on Metal Gear Solid Snake, the second Metal Gear game, the one that came out before it was on the PlayStation. And the idea of this was to make a 3D stealth game. So we were saying that um, it was... Uh, oh, God, what's his name? I can't believe I forgot his name. The guy who came up with Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, Kojima. God, uh, it was Kojima who taught. Look, how do we make it more entertaining? Because we can't render that many characters on the game. Let's make it a stealth game because he liked the Great Escape, and that started this sort of genre. And then Tenchu saw it, and they were like, "Let's do it in 3D," you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where this came about. So that's why it gets a, it should get a lot more praise than it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it was done by Activision. It came out in '98. Um, and it's been released a couple of times since. And I'm not surprised, actually, the more I think about that, it is like a Sekiro. Uh, do you know what Tenchu stands for? No. What was So Tenchu, it kind of means, the literal translation is divine uh, retribution or uh, rat of heaven. And the later games that came out were called Tenchu, rat of heaven, because ten means heaven and shu means death penalty. So that's how it okay. Okay. Divine retribution or whatever. Um, so it do it, like even like you're saying having that name, it really is playing into its um, kind of Japanese culture and everything like that, and you know its authenticity of kind of going, look, this is almost the, the mythology of something of uh, you know the power from these gods that were going to you know come and enforce these these powers on Earth, and it does have its its kind of supernatural elements of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but looking back on it, it it, it has aged. It really. It's got some nice style things. It doesn't work as well as Metal Gear Solid and it certainly doesn't look as good. Oh, God. No, it's aged terribly. <laughs> and like I was looking at, at videos of it and it just looks unplayable pretty much. You know, like you turn so slowly. The camera's terrible. 
you know, it, it's just so clunky. Like the way that they move is just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it like, it's going to have a very different rating uh, from me today than it would have back in the day. So um, yeah. yeah, but um, the, the voice acting was also terrible. Oh yeah. The voice acting. God, I forgot I had voice acting. <laughs> Yeah, it was really poor. And I remember there was a level where you fought uh, the foreigner. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Spanish sailor, this giant Spanish sailor with a tiny waist and these huge like shoulders. Um, it was known as the foreigner. So, uh, yeah, a bit crude. Wouldn't get away with today's, uh, you know, modern sensibilities. But anyway, it was a different time. Uh, um, yeah, well, it was. It was over 20 years ago now. Yeah, so anyone who is, you know, younger than... 30 you're you you will hate this game so okay. don't play it but just be, like take my word for it that it was a wonderful game and uh the soundtrack's still pretty uh pretty neat huh um yeah we'll get we'll get into that yeah I, yeah if you haven't played this game I, I don't think it's a game i could recommend you to go back to um but like you know part of the reason we're doing it is that it, it really was the first that came up with the idea of you know Good, good computer AI, you know, that idea of, and it wasn't great AI, but the idea of they didn't just know where you were at all times and they just ran at you and you do to deal with them. But the idea of you can play this in a very different way. This can be a really quick level or a really short level, depending on what route you take to something. And that kind of freedom, the first time that a game has done this in 3D, and you also got to keep in mind, that's, that's such a big deal because 3D clearly it means you can move in all directions and it means enemies can be in all directions and you can go up to avoid them or you can go around like a wall or something like that and that just being really really clever and the hook shot helping that work so well yeah yeah um yeah like like you're saying i think when i when i first played this game it was one of the ones where like i'd never played anything like it before and it felt really mature and like you're you had your choice between um Ricky Maru and Ayami and like Ricky Maru was slower Ayami was quicker but Ricky Maru was stronger and it was like the first game that I played where you never wanted to get into a confrontation kind of like not like Resident Evil but in a sense that you know you 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 wanted to avoid fighting if you could mm-hmm. um so you know stealth was was a huge part of this game and um yeah I just love the Japanese backdrops and you know the music was more I listened to a lot of the music there in the last week and uh, it's much better than I remember it being. So, you know, but all in all, for its time, for what it did, um, it was a really, really great game. Um, and, you know, paved the way. I think, I'm think i pretty sure Metal Gear would have taken some inspiration from this with its radar anyway, um, in some, some aspects. So, you know, well done, Activision. Yeah. Uh, why don't you play some of the music then? We can try and feel it. All right. That is uh, aged better than some of the other aspects of this game. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was hard to um, yeah to find much on it. You know, I couldn't even find any bad reviews for it. It was that old. So there you go. That was before people were cynical and you know just trolls. You know, they were just you know normal. It's because even it's it takes a particular sort of weirdo to come on 15 years after a game <laughs> is developed to go oh i don't like this game it's like who asked you it's like no one's playing this game yeah true but uh scored very well i'm just looking at the scores here metacritic has an aggregated score of 87 and um, edge gave a 7 out of 10 egm 7.5 game informer 9 out of 10 game pro four four and a half stars game revolution a game spot 8.3 uh, ign 9 
uh, yeah, so scored very well at the time. So it just goes to show you, you know, um, how much has changed. And if you do remember, there was a scoring as well in this that you, you know, at the end of the mission, you were scored as to how well you played. Yeah. The lowest being Thug, which yeah. I always remember, and uh, the top being Grandmaster. So, um, yeah. And and if you unlock Grandmaster, you would unlock new items to use, which, yeah. you know, kind of gave you like uh, motivation to keep playing it. So, you yeah. know. But um, I saw someone doing a speed run of this. I think they did the whole thing in like 40 minutes. Yeah, I'd say you can, you can finish that quickly if you know where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. if the, brave, the bravery of, and like, it's that thing of when you play these games and you notice, and especially a lot of like a Resident Evil game or these games where you're not meant to really fight with everybody who you see, that you just know that the AI just will not perceive you if you're a certain distance away, which you don't know that when you're playing it for the first time. So you're like, oh, I don't really know. Or will they see me and stuff like that? And they're like, yeah, if you just run next to this wall, you can run through the entire game. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I spent hours trying to go a different way and I could have just done run straight line and I'd have been fine, you know? Yeah. I think some people are just naturally good at games, you know, and they just, you know, know what to do and where to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so music in this game was by uh, Noroyuki Asakura. Um, really good, really good uh, composer. So um, time for... That's the music. That's right. <laughs> that is honestly growing on me. It really is. <laughs> it's like a, a piece of music you would actually write to annoy someone, you know, yeah, what I mean? <laughs> and just push them over the edge. <laughs> I kept on. Uh, I was playing it uh, to wind up Sarah, and like the more I was doing, I was like, actually, I'm kind of saying the rhythm to it now. It's not a bad song. <laughs> Listen to anything enough times and you'll like it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this first song is a dual opening theme. See what I mean about the weird transitions in the yeah. music? Yeah, I was wondering if that went into another song there for a minute. No, yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, next one is Punish the Evil Merchant. Do you remember this this level? This is the first level, yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so...
really good music, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. I mean, there was a weird bit where it sounded like someone dropped like a spanner on the uh, tiled floor or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Like you can tell this guy's actually just like you know a really talented musician. You know, yeah. um, okay, uh, and not some guy who's paying someone else to do the music for him. <laughs> Okay, so the next one is Execute the Corrupt Minister. Yeah, I know. I am aware that I'm playing these songs for longer than I usually would, but because I'm trying to get the transition in each one of them, you know. So uh, I love uh, the Spanish guitar and that, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last one I have is infiltrating the Manji cult. like is that is that the end of your music bits or do you have more that's the end of my music bits my friend it's it's really yeah the music is really good i was just thinking it's a this was such a weird point for some japanese games because like final fantasy 7 came out just a couple of years before this right and that was the Mm -hmm. first game that was the first kind of big japanese game which really took the west and it really opened up a lot of um gamers to different types of games and different kind of things. Like people, like they played arcades and, you know, they, they were into it. But there was very much this intention of, you know, like Final Fantasy VII was the first one that came out. Like there were six mm-hmm. before that. And 
that they when they were making some of these games, they were thinking, no one's going to play. No, this that's just not their market. They're not into those games. So this this is for us. So when these kind of games and like going on mythical ninja and stuff, where it's so Japanese and what they're doing, and they just like send it over, um, and they're just like, whereas I feel like two three years later, they would have changed so much about it. Like they wouldn't have called the game Tenchu. You know, mm, like yeah, yeah, like you put like Stealth Assassins is put on for a English speaking market. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah. it just feels like before that, it, it's like they wouldn't have gone for they they would have changed so much about this game before it came out. But it's just that really weird period where people did get to play these games in the West, but it hadn't gone through the normal stages that a lot of these games did then change afterward. True true but uh, a really i get you i get you so really i think it was just a, a you know a triumph at the time um obviously as we said has problems now but uh yusuf little little university one or maybe we should say leicester city three liverpool one this podcast <laughs> is over <laughs> so what you what you read it yusuf um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, looking at it at the time and not now, because now I really don't think it's very playable. Uh, but at the time, you loved this game a lot more than me. It did a lot of firsts, but to me, when I think of like a stealth game of that era, I don't think of this. So I'm going to say a seven out of ten. No, oh, that's a hard score. It's a hard score. I'm going to give it eight point three. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, you you love this game, and I mean, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was quite good fun as well. Uh, but I just think it didn't do the stealth in the way of games that came out around the same time did better, and like it didn't really have the hack and slash that these sort of games went afterward. And maybe maybe it wasn't meant to do that, you know. It does get credit for what it was, but I think mm. yeah, objectively, it wasn't as brilliant as some of those others. Yeah, actually, that reminds me of uh, Bushido Blade. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a weird game. That was a weird game. Bamboo. Yeah, chopping down the bamboo. But it was like, that was the first game I remember where you could die from one hit if you yeah. got them right, you know. So, um, you know, all these Japanese games had a lot of rich um, releases around that time, I would say. PlayStation 1 is just such a sweet spot for really good, you know, first of games and, you know, Japanese games and just probably the best console ever. You know, yeah. Well, you, you'll never, as far as I, I, I think, you will never have a bigger change of two D to three D. You know, and the way that mm-hmm. the way what you're able to do and that what that means, which is why so many games went in different levels because there was no path, there was no pattern to go to of how do we do this game? It looks so different. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's why when you're playing this game, you're like, wow, this game you're not even meant to attack anybody because yeah in the older Metal Gear you were meant to be more stealthy but it was still a weird kind of stealthy you know not at all the same true true so anything else before we get to the big quiz no I'm ready I'm ready okay yeah test your might you've grabbed my attention and got me eager for more (laughs) no Ready? I am. What is the name of Lord Mayo's demonic warrior? Not not to be confused with Lord Ketchup. Was it Onikage? 
<laughs> the face you made there, I was like, oh, did I completely get something wrong here? But you were just so disappointed I got it right. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Anyway, question two. What was the East Java Ninja scare? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Like, are you looking for a person's name of a, you know, actor? Oh, I'm asking you what it was. Um, I don't know. A plague. <laughs> no. In... <laughs> The 1998 East Java Ninja Scare was an outbreak of mass hysteria in East Java, Indonesia, in which the local population believed they were being targeted by sorcerers known as ninja, who were blamed for mysterious killings of religious leaders uh, by assassins dressed in black. Okay. <laughs> That's Don't what pretend I've never heard of the East Java Ninja Scare. <laughs> anyway, I still don't even understand the question. <laughs> question three. According to Indeed.com, what was the percentage increase in the number of job listings with the word ninja in it from 2006 to 2012? 1%. No, that would be 7,000%. What? <laughs> yeah. Is this when people are like, I'm a social media ninja or something? Possibly. I don't know. Word ninja was in there. So thank you, indeed.com. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. Okay, Yusuf, you know the rules. You win this, you win the whole quiz. What material are the infamous Crocs clogs made from? Crocs clogs. Oh, those Ming and shoes you love. Oh, they're one of the best shoes ever. Oh, God. Um, wear them all the time yeah he really really does Um, are they not the clogs are they rubber Yusuf Crocs are not made of rubber nor plastic they're made from cross light a closed cell resin are we sponsored by Crocs this week no I wish we were because I dig Crocs Um, Crocs is the only thing I will not take a sponsor from (laughs) What is your problem with Crocs? They're horrible. You don't have to wear stuff for style all the time. You can wear them for comfort. I mean, I'm in my own house. Where else do I wear them? Nowhere. My problem is you've passed this on to your children. Chloe loves her Crocs. That's the worst thing. She doesn't even know. (laughs) She loves them. Anyway, so uh, listen, thank you, everyone, as always. Um, We love all of you, especially you, Cirque Top. Um. <laughs> one Keenan and Cal. <laughs> That's not even the right word. I know. It's Cirque Retop. Anyway, so thank you very much for listening, especially our Philippine fans and our Swedish fans um, and all those who usually listen. We thank you so much. Um, uh, apologies again for missing last week. Hopefully you won't uh, abandon us. Um, we hope you're enjoying the show. As always, questions, comments, and all that stuff are very welcome uh, at the email address. Press the action button pod at gmail.com. Yes, Yusuf, I know what you want to ask the nice people to do. I would like to ask you if you could do me a solid here and if you could please rate the podcast. I know absolutely everybody's always asking to rate and subscribe to all this bullshit, right? 
it's not an ego trip. It's just to make it visible because little bots, they hide them away. It's the way it works, the way Apple works, the way Google works. So it just makes it makes it a little bit visible. Hey, we're little guys here. We're not a big company. We're not being backed by some big newspaper or some you know, celebrity endorsement or something getting involved with it. We're two losers. Nobody should listen to us. That's what the internet says. But we say no, and we thank you for listening to us. So if you could please give us a nice five-star rating just so we can you know, stand up there and say, hey, we love video games, everybody. Yeah. Not, not only are we not a big company, we're not a company at all. No. And uh, don't you want to stand up against the bots that stole your PS5? I know I do. So, you know, let's, let's unite as a group here today and let's rate us. <laughs> <laughs> when you rate us well. bots are getting your PlayStation 5, do you think you're going to a bot? <laughs> like, what do you mean? There's a person who's programming these bots. Like, it's going to somebody. <laughs> yeah, but you said that we want to beat the bots. Uh, yeah, I meant the, the, the little hidden bots. Anyway, look, forget all bots. Let's get out of the matrix. Is there a difference between a hidden bot and a not hidden bot? They're both bots. They do the same thing. They piss people off and rob things. Um, no, well, there's different bots do different things. Ah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you yeah. so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you could, please uh, rate us. And thank you for everyone who has done so already. It really means so much. Um, and we're sorry for the delay, but we'll be back again next week with another episode for you all. Yes. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.